Are you in the market for yet another podcast? Well, I strongly encourage you to check out Cadillac on Mars, a podcast about really nothing at all because 2020 just sucks and we all need a break from our own minds. Jump into their world for just a little bit. Starring our personal favorite skating school administrator, Chalfie, and Delvin, I'm not clearly on enough podcast cocks, team up once again and bring you a monthly check-in and talk about just whatever they feel like. Oh yeah, Sean is supposed to be there too, but uh, let's be real, probably not. So, if you're looking for a really chill podcast to just hang out with your friends or heck, perhaps meet some new ones, check out Cadillac on Mars, debuting the first week in November. It's like Fluxtapose or PSVG Prime, but you know, less white. Hey everyone, Kevin again. Listen, it's 2020, nothing on TV, can't go out to the movies, and I mean, if you did, there's nothing new being released, politics everywhere, just COVID, you know? If you want a break from all that stuff, where do you go for some decent entertainment? That's right, Twitch, and I'm going to clue you in on a good one. Head on over to twitch.tv slash gabbingabout and check out Follow and say hi to our buddy JP. He's a variety streamer covering a little bit of everything. You want to play some Jackbox? Got you covered. Dark Souls? Check. Halo? You know it. He's going to talk about four main things in his community. Games, tech, film, and other. That's right. GTFO. (laughs) It's like PSVG. It's a beacon of safe space for all comers. If you want to chill community and have some fun... This is a safe place to hang out. So head on over, check out twitch.tv slash gabbingabout, and follow him over on Twitter at protofo, that's P-R-O-T-O-F-O-E, and tell him Kevin and the rest of PSVG Prime sent you. What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? Welcome, one and all, to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Place and Video Games Podcast Network, and the only gaming podcast wishing you a very Merry Christmas, or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or St. Lucia, or Diwali, or Festivus, for the rest of us. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, of course, is my co-host, Mr. Lucas Rose. Hello. Hello. Greetings. See, I learned a little special holidays because my daughter is learning about the different, you know, Christmas time uh, activities in all different countries. Nice. That's very um, getting my kindergarten education on. That's very politically correct and very open. And she that's it. good. That's she good. Enjoys it. She enjoys it. She we uh, we did uh, a couple of weeks ago. We went and did a, a big light show. Um, that was actually at the Patriots uh, Stadium where you just kind of drive through and you see all these lights. And yeah, did, there was a Hanukkah spring. section. And like right away, she was like, Daddy, look, it's the menorah. And it's like five years old. It's like, who would know that? Like, unless you're you know, Jewish, <laughs> of course, you're going to know it. But yeah, it's just like, 
then she's telling you about the, yeah. the history behind it all. And you're like, geez, kid. <laughs> Nerd. And that kid drove the car. Um, of course, we don't celebrate that. Knock it yeah. off. What are you? Oh, but anyway, yes, we are. We are in the holiday season. This is the week of Christmas as you're listening to this. So uh, Lucas and I were talking before the show started. We're going to take this next week off. So it will not be a show dropping on the 28th. This will be the last time we record for this year, if you will. Even wow, we're not going to podcast wow. until next year, Lucas. After the night, wow, wow. But uh, yeah, I mean things are in full swing, man. We got the gifts are all wrapped. I think. I think I get like one more thing, which isn't even a big deal. I have a couple nice. more presents behind me and those Amazon packages to wrap for the wifey. <gasps> oh, you can't, I can't see, see it what there. they are. No, you can't. Oh, see for the wife, eh, yeah. probably not. Probably nothing. I would. Would like. you think I'd have my own presents back here behind me that aren't wrapped yet? Well, I thought maybe for your kids and then oh, no, there's a chance there'd be a toy that I could play with or something. No, no. My wife is way better than me. She has them all wrapped and stuff. And I, I will say, unlike some dads, I do know what my kids are getting. So I'm not like that stereotypical dad that doesn't even know what the kids are getting when they open them on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I know all the stuff. So it's good there. Uh, but yeah, we're in, we're in the full swing of things. We're only a couple days away. Um, we did, uh, as a family over the weekend, we bought uh, virtual tickets to a concert. Um, oh, to uh, straight no chaser do you know them yes i do okay so they're they're an acapella group they're known for like the 12 yeah. days of christmas their rendition of that they've done numerous albums uh since then but uh we saw them live actually on my 30th birthday so that was freaking nine years ago at this point um, wow. and they were doing they, they tour every fall for christmas season to do their their concerts and uh their tickets were only 20 bucks so we're like something to do we oh, can't go out and do anything bad. so yeah Let's do it. And uh, we had fun watching that. We made a big, you know, deal of it. Had some snacks, uh, you know, laid out on the couch. You know, we had the fireplace going, you know, things like that. And just had a fun holiday thing to kind of get in the mood because there's not much we can do right now. So sounds very cool. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I heard you, you, you had some wrapping done last night. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, oh, gosh, I mean, I knew I was there when the gifts were purchased. Mm-hmm. I helped make the lists and pick out what we got the kids in fact i since i had so much time on my hands with my wife having to work from home and everything i actually ended up ordering most everything just because that's just how it how it worked out um but the thing is we kind of spread it out and after a while i kind of forgot like wait what was in this amazon box that we didn't (laughs) open yet and we really like i'm not trying to brag or anything i really am not but we nailed it this christmas because i did like automatic uh, withdrawals into a kind of a Christmas fund that I always mean to do much earlier than I end up doing. So this year we actually had a little bit of extra to go towards Christmas. And so that, that really helped. So I I feel like we nailed Christmas. Um, we've also been kind of incepting our son with gift ideas that, (laughs) that he would be interested in, but also we have already got him. So we'll be extra excited for those. And, um, yeah, uh, I feel like we did a really good job, and um, we wrapped all of that, most most everything, last night until we ran out of tape, and we have um. some larger boxes that we have to wrap, and we started running out of wrapping paper. We're trying to be all, we usually try to be all cute with it and coordinate everyone's own wrapping paper. Yep, we do that. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So we did that. However, the rolls that we got for the kids ended up being like five sheets of paper <laughs> it was uh, like yeah, wow we yeah. paid five dollars for this this is terrible um so we had to get creative with that and then we ran out of tape but yeah everything was nice we we threw on national lampoon's christmas vacation and kind of 
chilled and hung out and rapped for about an hour and and that was that that was probably the most christmasy thing we've done so yeah. far so you gotta do you gotta do a little something that, that's cool though but yeah we we do the we do the coordinating wrapping paper too my kids for some reason like doing the stockings first i don't know to me that was never a big thing for me as a kid but they like the stocking stuff really yeah that's usually how we start too yeah, I, okay. i'm surprised that you hmm. i mean maybe it's a normal thing i don't know it just wasn't for me and it always seems like not that that's the, I don't want to use the term the lamest stuff, but that's not the, the exciting gifts and the stocking. Well, you know? That's I've taught. See, I told my wife, I said, we need to remember what's in these boxes because there's an order, right? Especially when they're younger, because sometimes, yeah, you don't want to be having the children open up the best gift you got them. And then the rest is closed. Yeah. That's a, t- it's, it's gotta be an up and down. It's a roller coaster mm-hmm. of emotions is what you're trying to do. So if you start with the, the stockings, you know, there's, there's not much there. It, it, it warms up, it gets the juices mm. flowing for, okay. San, for Christmas and the Santa Claus presents. And, and, uh, and I can have like eight more sips of my coffee by the time we're, I, you know, I'm That's ready true. for this in my, in my household. When, well, when I was a kid, we always had to wait for my dad to finish his cup of coffee. And so that has uh. also carried on <laughs> for this household. And so, uh, just one of the many ways that we keep Christmas going for much longer than it probably needs to. But, you know, who wants to wake up at five, open everything by six and then be done with Christmas? No, no. you want to drag it out, especially this year. It's like you, I don't have to run and go anywhere else. Like the only place we're going, we are going to my sister-in-law's house because that's been our bubble that we've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that won't be to like that's going to be like dinner. So we have all oh, yeah. so so like, we're not in any time. rush at all to like do that stuff and we're going to see them on christmas eve too we're hosting christmas eve at my house just doing like appetizers hanging out we're going to do a hot chocolate bar with the same people and then christmas day we're going to see them again just we're going to go to their house to eat so keeping it low-key but yeah we do the inside the stockings is how they know which wrapping paper is theirs because what they know which stocking is theirs and then inside mm-hmm. all the presents are wrapped in that specific type of paper so they know once they get to the tree it's it matches there too and that's that's the santa stuff so we don't have to we don't have to tag them all that way too yeah like you don't have to label them all if, if they just know hey this this specific wrapping paper with the flamingos is sydney so all those are her gifts like right it makes it easier and then the only ones we're tagging is the ones to my wife and each other and what the kids buy each other and us and then the gifts to my wife so it's like those are the ones that actually have like tags on them and then the ones we buy from them too of course but now do you do one gift at a time and hand them out or yes. do the kids yeah grab- well, we we don't hand them out we 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 have that uh you see have you seen the pickle the ornament do you are you familiar with the christmas pickle not at all no, I don't okay. think. so i th- i think it's a german thing i don't remember don't hold me to this but it is a, it is a legitimate thing sounds uh, like it would be german <laughs> it's a pickle ornament and the tradition is, is every year the pickle is hidden in a different spot in the tree, and the first person to find it gets to get their gift first. Ah. And they can also determine the order uh, of that. Now, growing up as a kid, we always had the elf, and me and my sister, we were alternate years. Whoever had the Santa hat was the elf, and they were responsible for handing out all the gifts and deciding the order. We just do it with the pickle instead. So the first person to find the pickle gets to decide the order of the, the presents giving. Um, and then, yes, we do one person opens one gift at a time. We don't tear tear through them all so yeah the, 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 the families point. that just tear into everything it's confusing i, I want to see it weird yeah, yeah exactly. i want to see the kids reaction i want to enjoy it like it's you know it's part of the it's part of the thing especially when you're a parent you you lose the excitement about opening gifts as a parent but you like experiencing what they are experiencing so you don't want to sit there and be like okay i have three kids all opening their presents at the same time it's not fun yeah it's true it's true plus you can stare at them and make them feel awkward yeah, and if they don't react in the way you want, you just like take it away angrily or something. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, clearly you don't like this, so I guess I'll just take it back. Just as good as get the batteries. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Keeping all the gift receipts, you 
kids are so just don't like anything. It's true. My oldest is like, what do you want? Money. Ugh. Amazon gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just buy what I want. I'm like you make an Amazon wish list. Just put stuff on there. We'll buy it for you. It's the same thing. No, mm. you wouldn't get it. Dad. Dad. Anyway, <laughs> this episode is going to be heavy on Christmas stuff in case you weren't aware, but we are a video game podcast for the most part, kind of 50, 50 at this point, really. Um, so let's have a holly jolly Christmas, Lucas. And let's talk a little bit about what we have been playing. I haven't really been playing much. Uh, I, I don't know that. if it's I'm in a funk. I don't know um, the game you're going to play, which we're going to talk about extensively tonight as well. Um, I haven't been able to play. So instead, the only thing I really played is I've spent a lot of time with Pikmin 3 uh, Deluxe. Um, so we all know the history there. My wife was very excited it came out. She's primarily playing it. Um, but we decided to kind of go through and work on all the bonus things that are there. Um, so there's three different modes that were DLC. Okay. Um, one was treasure hunt, which you have a time limit per stage. And there's like 12 or 16 stages. You can unlock for this where you have to gather all of the items as quick as possible. And with losing as few Pikmin as possible. And you're ranked with, you know, no metal bronze, silver, gold, platinum. Gotcha. We platinum them all. Wow. Then we moved on to the enemy one, which is you have to kill everything in a given level in a set amount of time. We have platinum all of those. That's violent. Today we went and did the boss battle rush and platinumed Ooh. all of those as well. So we have we have done one hundred percent of everything there is to do with Pikmin, platinumed everything and just played the crap. Out of it. So, yes, yes. So that that's wow. really been it, honestly. Um it's just I, I sat down the other night and I, I looked at the Xbox and I like booted it up and I looked at what I had downloaded and I'm like I don't really feel like doing any of these. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because there's so much going on with the holidays and getting ready for stuff that I just ended up not playing anything and I watched TV instead. So I've definitely been in that type of yeah. situation before. So yeah. and I'm not reviewing anything right now. Well, I am now, but at the time I wasn't reviewing anything. So it's just like, meh, you know, I sometimes I, I feel like when you know, you're going to uh, have some sort of impressions that you have to write. I feel like it, it's somewhat of a motivator. And yeah. when you're not doing it, you feel like, well, why bother? You know, yeah. it, it gives you a reason to play through something. You might not feel yeah, like I, playing I, anyway. Right. I booted up Assassin's Creed for a little bit. They actually added like a Christmas time mode. There's like a holiday event in, in Assassin's Creed. Oh. And there's like different little mini things you can do in a couple like new missions that'll get you special cosmetics for this time of year, I guess. It was cool. I hopped in for a little bit, but I only did like a couple missions and then I stopped playing too. So, and again, not that I'm upset with the game. I just like wasn't motivated to play it. So I did a couple missions and put it down and did something else. So it's really been it for me, but I'll let you talk about yours because you probably played more, hopefully. Uh, yeah. I had to put this one down because of the console issues. So, uh, yeah, it, it won't be any surprise to hear that I've been playing more Cyberpunk 2077. I think I've got 10 or 12 hours into the game now, and I won't I won't talk about any story stuff, especially sure. since it seems to be uh, independent of what uh, class or starting. Yeah. Would you pick for the starting faction or whatever? Uh, Street Kid. Oh, that's right. Callow. Because we talked about that with the knives. And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I think those are gangs because... Uh, I was looking at them and they seem, I think one of them are those samurai, the one that have the samurai uh, oh, yeah, yeah. icon. So I was looking at the steel books and they're definitely gang looking uh, people. So I figured that's what they're from. However, yes, one of them definitely looks very, I mean, he's holding a knife kind of looking at the edge of it. I'm like, Oh, this is the callow case. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I, I chose to be street kid and I've been playing for quite a bit. I got to the point where I kind of stopped doing the main mission. The world opened up a little bit and I was able to 
um, do some side missions. And I, I, I have some thoughts, some things that I've noticed. And I'm playing on PC, uh, so mm-hmm. obviously the better experience. Yes. I mean, I think that goes without saying. Um, I haven't had any bugs necessarily, uh, any like major game crashing bugs or anything like that. I've mostly had glitches like the ones people have already talked about with people falling through the floor, kind of the ones that break the immersion, uh, basically. Um, Probably the most annoying one was, well, there were two. They were both visual. Um, One that I, I have the, I don't know why the game starts like this, but if you start the game, it has what people are saying uh, written above their heads. Like you would see in an old school RPG really text boxes. Yeah. At least mine was. Um, So I turned that off and I had that off for quite a while. And then about like five or six hours in when I was inside of a nightclub, somebody had said something and it was stuck there and I already had them turned off. I'm not even sure why that was there, but literally no matter where I went, it was emanating from that point uh, in <laughs> crossing all walls and, and distances. Geez. It was very odd. So it was like um, stuck to your, your HUD. Yeah, basically. Okay. So if I turned in that, well, no, cause if I turned away, it would go away. It was stuck oh, okay. in the world as if it was like a waypoint marker or something. So gotcha. if I okay. away, it would yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so that was weird. I figured it would go away if I had to reload and sure enough, it did. Um, the other thing that was annoying and ha- happened f- to me for the first time and the last so far was I kept getting uh, destroyed, absolutely just destroyed in this side mission. And it was, all I'll say is it was a trap. It's a trap. It's a so, trap. I had to, <laughs> so I had to um, reload constantly. And after a couple reloads, I'm playing on an ultra wide monitor and for some reason, certain things that happen will cause it to go in 16 by nine instead of 21 by nine, which is ultra wide. Yeah. And then it will pop right back. But none of those things were happening at this point. However, when I reloaded, I was stuck in 16 by nine, which means I have these black pillars on yeah. either side. And it almost looks like I'm playing in four by three just because yeah. you get used to being in the ultra wide mode. So that kept happening. And I eventually, I don't, cause I reloaded a couple of times and it was stuck like that. So I had to change my resolution or go from full screen to, um, uh, windowed and then back again, and then it fixed. So it was like, it was stuck in that weird mode. And yeah. so nothing like major, just kind of annoying. And, uh, and, immersion breaking like i said where you're you're like oh i'm playing a video game that's right um and so some of the notes that i've taken just from playing the game are some annoyances that i've had now that i have a vehicle and i'm driving around (laughs) one of the things is i don't know why but headlights are completely useless in the future oh yeah apparently because they exist. I can see them outside, but when you're in the car, it it's like they're not even working because it takes you, you have to get so close to something before you realize, or like it loads in the headlights. Yeah. Shining. It doesn't illuminate anything until you're close up. Yeah, exactly. It, it's really awful. Um, it's, it might as well not even exist. And in a place called night city, you sometimes you need headlights, <laughs> you know? Um, so that was kind of frustrating. Uh, there's been some cars that you just cannot see out of while you drive. Uh, there was this giant, uh, almost like an Oldsmobile 
with two front wheels and then one real rear wheel. I don't remember what it's called, but it has these two front wheels that turn um, two on each side, excuse me. So four in the front altogether. So very, um, very uh, obvious when you see this vehicle, Uh, you cannot see out of it. I mean, it's like a tank practically. There's, only so much that you can see. I had to switch to third person view, which whatever, but I was trying not to for the immersion again. Um, so that was a little bit annoying. And then uh, lastly, the most annoying I found was the GPS really needs to zoom out as you start driving and go faster. Yeah. There's like no time to register that you need to turn uh, in a few minutes or like, in a few seconds as you yeah. get up to a turn um, it like if you watch any GPS on your phone or even in like Grand Theft Auto yeah. it zooms out the faster you go I was gonna say that's uh, a common very common thing in gaming period like that's yeah weird it's weird that it's omitted and it's very difficult to uh, drive and also watch that and keep checking back and forth as you're as you're traversing uh, throughout the land so um other than that, I'm really enjoying the story. It's got me pulled in. Uh, it's got the hooks in me. And I am appreciative of just how it's been playing out and kind of the route it's taken. Um, I don't. It's no secret that you have kind of a, a compatriot, uh, a guy named Jackie, who you kind of um, do some missions with. And so that stuff has been playing out. And, and it's all very, uh, it's got me pretty, pretty hooked in, in the game, in the world. Uh, probably my other note, the other note that I had was that, and I've seen other people say this, that the world does seem kind of empty because what's weird is like the city itself looks very realistic, but then because of that, when you watch the people who are walking through the NPCs and everything, unless it's been hand handmade into a scene where like the, the cops are breaking down a crime scene yeah or you see a group of people hanging out in an alley, the people who are walking around, you never see any groups. It's always just one individual person. There's children. Yeah. There's (laughs) children walking around by themselves. Uh, Nobody's talking to each other. Uh, And you can really see where something like Assassin's Creed kind of has that figured out. Um, Like uh, we had this discussion in, in the discord and somebody had said they've been doing that. Ubisoft has been making that type of game for a long time. All stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it really shows um, in in that it's harder to make a modern city where everybody's jobs are indoors as opposed yeah. to Witcher where you can see the blacksmith and easily code. Mm-hmm. They walk around their, their smith place. They bang on the anvil for a while. Then they go over to the cooling barrel. It, that's all easy to think of. But what do you do with hundreds of business people who are just walking from their office to a place to get lunch. Not everybody can sit down and eat or play guitar in the street. Like those are the two things they can do apparently. Um, So it shows that they kind of struggled, I think in that area, making these people look realistic and act realistic. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really hoping, and like I said, we're going to talk about this a lot. We have a lot of stories on this later on. I just really hope they're able to get it working on console right now like soon because i know they released the patch but it looks like it's almost all graphical stuff because mm-hmm. i really i really still want to play this game and I'm, I'm really bummed because i don't think we've had something like this situation 
happen and fall apart the way it kind of has. It's it's very it's a very different story and a weird way to to end 2020 I think for gaming because this was a lot of people's like most anticipated thing all year long and then it comes out yeah. and it's like every day there's a new story about what's going on with that the company and everything now. So we'll get into that later, but yeah, I just really hope that there's updates coming soon that will make this at least work. Like I said, I'm a I'm a Bethesda guy. I can deal with jank and weirdness, but if it comes down to the point that I need to like reload my game all the time, like you were talking about, and that's even on PC, like I had to do it four or five or six times in a matter of playing just 20 minutes. Like that's for me, that's too much. I can't, you know, you can talk about the glitches of watchdogs and stuff like that. Like people were like kind of cracking on that at first. Like it was nothing like this. This is just way too much having to reload, having to make manual save files because the auto saves won't work or they'll take me too far back. Like mm-hmm. things like that. I'm like, if I got to keep doing this, man, it's just not worth playing. And I, and I don't want to have a, a bad impression of it. I want to be able to play it and enjoy my time with the game. And as of right now, I just can't do it. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's just, it's not running the way it should. I think is really what it, what it is. Yeah. I don't fault you for not playing it because some of the people on discord have been talking about their experiences on the consoles. And I'm just like, wow, that is a completely different experience. Uh, yeah. Game break or n- maybe not breaking stuff, but having to reload because something messes up so bad, like that would be frustrating. So I don't blame anybody. It sucks that you have to wait because it, they are being vilified, but it is yeah. a, there's a good game in there. Yes, um, I think so. Maybe not a great one, maybe not a perfect one, but it's definitely good. And I feel like there's not much like this out there right now. There's plenty of cyberpunkish stuff. I don't think you get to see it from this angle. There's not right. a lot of first person cyberpunk stuff. Agreed. So that's Agreed. what I really appreciate. Yeah. But that's that's it for what we've been playing, folks. So it's time for us to take a quick second and step out and answer the questions that you send uh, to us. So it's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes in from your flex to buddy, Jason. Mm-hmm. He simply says, eggnog, what's the deal with that? What's the deal with eggnog? It's not an egg and it's not nog. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. I don't know. It's like a little Seinfeld thing right now. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, I don't know what's the deal with it, but I love it. I'm an eggnog fan. Nice. I get down there. I don't get it enough. I feel like every year, like, I feel like I could drink, I can have a glass of eggnog, maybe a week. doesn't even need to be boozy. I just like eggnog, but I haven't had any this year and I don't know. I have to get some for Christmas morning. It's kind of like a thing for me. I need to get it. So, but no, I, I, I do enjoy it, but I know a lot of people don't. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I've come kind of made it into sort of a tradition, but I will tell you that I, never had any interest in trying it until recently probably within the last five years i never even had it because it sounded gross like yeah it looks kind of gross if you're not familiar with it it's kind of a thick drink um and if it's i find some brands are better than others because i don't myself obviously although you can um i like it too i like it now um before kids i would add i would make it an adult eggnog but now i probably won't even bother just because it's just not worth it really not worth the the headache and the way i'll feel the next day but uh yeah i i have come to sort of make it a holiday tradition as it is for most people i think um how do you feel about the pre-mixed i've seen some alcoholic pre-mixed eggnogs that that can't be good can it so i've had 
I've had it once. It this was years and years and years ago. And this was actually after Christmas too, and it was like on sale because like we got to get rid of this. Like it ain't gonna last after Christmas. And it was, but it was before New Year's. I think I bought it for New Year's, and that, it was it was good, okay. but it didn't taste much. Not I don't want to say much. It didn't taste as much like eggnog as I would have expected it to. But then again, it wasn't refrigerated, so I don't know. Like yeah, how that's do the worry. Yeah. yeah, it's got to um, be like fake. Flavor. It's just fla- it's got to be flavoring in it. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't bad, but it wasn't like having eggnog with booze added to it. This was some sort of booze eggnog flavored booze. I think is really more of what it was. It wasn't terrible. And like I said, I got it on sale anyway, and I was picking up other stuff for New Year's Eve and and ended up partaking in that once. But yeah, it was kind of kind of weird. Nog schnapps. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> oh, name my high school punk band. Ooh. Nog schnapps. Um, next question comes in from Ben. Ben Moxham. Top three Christmas presents you've ever gotten. This yeah. Is tough. <laughs> uh, I actually, I saw this ahead of time, so I had a chance to think about it. So I have my answers prepared if you would like. Uh, yeah, you, you go first. You go first. Okay. Um, so one that immediately came to mind was sort of the the last Christmas as a child that I had. And I say child as in not an adult. So it was my 18th. That's typically how it works. (laughs) Right. When you're a child, not an adult. I mean, I was 18, so I wasn't really a child, but you know what I mean? Uh, it, It was my 18th Christmas. I still lived at home with my mom. Uh, and she had told me like, this is your last big Christmas, really. Um, this is the time. Like, if you ask for whatever you want within reason, and and we'll see what we can do. And that year, uh, I got a guitar, a guitar, uh, my electric guitar, which I still have. It's a piece of junk, but whatever. Um, it, it doesn't stay in tune. It's kind of like one of those really. It's one of those fake strats, yeah. Fender strats. They talk about. It's like the one that's made in Mexico mm. instead of. I don't know the Netherlands. El Fendor. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know anything about guitars. I just thought I would by now, and and <laughs> I definitely did. <laughs> um, I got some five point one Logitech speakers, which I still had up until recently. They 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 lasted a really long time. This was two thousand and four, and I so I had those things for like fifteen twenty years. Mm. Um, uh, so those were, those were, uh, exciting. And then I got like a 200 gig hard drive, which back then cost a dollar per gig. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it was a pretty big Christmas and it, she wasn't wrong. That was the last time I got like that much stuff at that price tag. So, right. Right. Uh, a fitting send off, I suppose. Uh, I still have that hard drive too. Actually, I technically, I have everything most everything from that Christmas. So. <laughs> that That's how much you love them. Exactly. I, I cuddle up to that hard drive every night. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the, then after that, I had to ask my wife, I was like, Hey, so what have you gotten me for Christmas? Like some of the big gifts. Cause well, that must've have gone over real yeah, well. It did. It did. Um, I'm like, I have a terrible memory. I can't remember any of this stuff. Um, especially like if it was for Christmas or my birthday or what. Yeah. It all blends. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, uh, she kindly reminded me of the time that she got me tickets to a Red Wings game and uh, it was a Red Wings versus Blackhawks game in Detroit. And so we went and stayed in a hotel and that was my first professional game. At that point, we had been watching a lot of, uh, the local AHL team, 
the the griffins and we even did this thing called the d zone which is very unfortunately named but um yeah you they, did <laughs> it was uh basically not season tickets but at least a game every month where you sat in the defensive zone at uh the hl the griffins uh hockey games and so up to that point i'd really only ever watched it on TV. So that was my first professional game ever of anything really. And my last so far. So, uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a really cool, uh, time and we got pictures and everything of that. So that was really fun. And then shortly after that, I was still very much into hockey and I had decided that I wanted to try playing hockey. And so my wife coordinated for Christmas that for, for, from her and from some of the family Christmas Christmases, I got all the gear necessary to play hockey, uh, stick skates, which I ended up having to get another pair. Cause they, they just didn't skates are a pain in the butt, dude. Oh, yeah. You really have to find the exact, it's like finding red slippers. You have to find the exact <laughs> pair, um, gloves, all, all of that stuff, helmet, all of that stuff was in like one Christmas basically. And I was able to, the only thing I didn't get were any friends that actually were interested in playing hockey because the problem with having a, a sport where you need like 11 other people yeah. is the part where you need 11 other people, two of which want to play goalie. So really, I, I never really played except for one or two times. I mostly just went and kind of practiced a bit and then haven't really done much since. But yeah, for a little for a little while, it was really cool and I was really into it. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Those were those are my top three. Top three. All right. Um, let's see. For me, one of them, obviously, uh, and I talked about this before in the early days of PSVG, um, I got my NES console. Uh, it was a Christmas gift. Uh, and I remember that was the year it came out. And uh, we used to celebrate Christmas at my grandmother's house. They had a big house uh, kind of out, out in the woods, but it was like just out of the city. So it wasn't like deep woods. It wasn't like you had to go travel real far. It was like just out of normal things. It was a nice snowy wood place that they would hold Christmas every year. And myself got one. And then my two older uncles had gotten them as well then too. So that was something that kind of kickstarted my whole uh, obsession with gaming for lifelong. So that was the eighties. Um, trying to think of the other ones that stuck up my head. There was the year um, Power Rangers came out. 1994 sure. 92 I'll look it up I don't know it, it, they were out and um I was a fan because I first of all I liked all the Japanese stuff like I was like a Godzilla fan uh, a Voltron fan so it just kind of fit that I just continue on with that type of thing right 93 93 okay so there you go and then um that year the action figures came out and they were like super hard to find oh like, yeah super hard to find well my mom would kept camping out at Toys R Us or finding out when the shipment days were and she'd show up in there, you know, every single time to get them the set. And long story short, she got me the whole set of the figures, including the green and pink Ranger, which were the hardest ones to get because they were the least in the packages of them. Um, But it was the ones where they had the flipping head, the morphing head. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you had it and you press it and the the helmet would then appear. Um, So I got the complete set of those and some of the other stuff that came, uh, you know, they had released to some of the different Zords and and whatnot too. But uh, that's, that's about to be because it wasn't like, oh, you just got a couple of the figures. Like she got me the whole set. So it was like, well, if you're going to play Power Rangers, you kind of need the whole set. You can't just be missing people. So yeah, exactly. um, It was cool. I mean, they were, they were good action figures too, because they came with with, with their weapon accessories. So it wasn't just a cheap, like, Hey, 
you know, like wrestling action figures at the time weren't that great. You got just like the wrestler and there was like nothing else. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a decent action figure. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Um, I think other than that, I don't really know for a, a little, like super memorable. Ones. Like you said, like I'd have to ask. Um, I know there was one Christmas. I think it was my wife that got it for me. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, we got tickets to a pay-per-view wrestling event that was happening locally. So that was like the first time I got to go to a pay-per-view one. Um, again, this was the nineties. So, um, well, wrestling is popular again, now, I guess, but for a period of time, it kind of went off the face of the earth, but this is when it was still yeah. popular. Uh, you know, triple H DX like that, like Stone Cold, the rock, like it was during that generation of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say those are probably my top ones that stand out as like the most memorable ones for me. Nice. Um, so Josh sends in the follow up for this, the worst Christmas present you've ever gotten. This standard, this was easy for me. It stood out in my mind immediately mm. um, or stand it out in my mind as I was about to say, uh, because I will never forget it. And it was from my mother-in-law and she had gotten from going to the local minor league baseball team, a bobblehead of one of the players of the white caps but if you know me, I have no interest in minor league uh, baseball at all. Or major. I, or major league baseball <laughs> at all. I often talk about how it's a boring sport. Yep. I my, my grandma and grandpa used to watch baseball, as I'm sure a lot of grandparents mm-hmm. did. And I love my grandma and grandpa, but that couldn't even persuade me to sit down and watch that boring <laughs> sport and i apologize to anybody who likes it that's fine i'm sure a lot of people find hockey boring um but yeah so this bobblehead and when i opened it like see because you're like oh that's a really bad present but i i also had to open that in front of them and be like oh wow yeah wow that's really something you know but the good news is that I was able to, I then went to work and talked to an older gentleman who uh, also did security with me. That was weird. Uh, I heard whatever that was. Did you um, get it? Yeah. yeah, I did. Um, I was able to take, or I, I talked to this guy and I had jokingly said about the, the story and he was like, oh, I probably know who it is. Uh, I, I don't remember now, but I did then. Yeah. I think it was the pitcher or something like that. Um he was like, yeah, I know who that is. If you want, I work at, he works at the, um, the place where the, the, uh, minor league hockey team Griffins, uh, where they play. He said, I have some tickets. I can give them to you. And then, uh, and you can trade them for the, the bobblehead. (laughs) And I was like, sure. Yeah. And what's funny is that they had this promotion uh, called Wednesday winning tickets. And if they won on Wednesday, you could take those tickets and get the next Wednesday, Wednesday's game. Oh, tickets nice. free. So we got to see like four games before they lost. Oh, that's so great. Really out. And I saw him there. Cause like I said, he works there. So yeah. we would his section or um, say hi as we passed to whatever section we were given. So yeah, it really, it ended up working out, but goodness gracious at the time when I opened it, I was like, this is awful. <laughs> like you didn't even think about me. It was something that you got. And then you I was decided saying, it, I was saying, it would have been for free anyway. Right? Like it's, you go to the game yeah. and I get the ball. God. It'd be one thing if it was a add on to something I had already gotten, but nope. It was like, here's, this is one of your gifts. Here you go. God. Cool. 
So my worst one that I can think of, I'm sure there's been a ton of gifts similar in nature to what you described where it's kind of like, why did I even get this? Like, this doesn't mean anything to me. I don't think I got anything like to that level. You're like, well, why on earth would you give this to anybody, you know, type of scenario, (laughs) which is yours. It's kind of just like, I think, I feel like I've gotten some gifts over the years. It was like, well, clearly you didn't think anything about me when getting this or giving this or whatever. Yeah. Um, but my mom, again, God bless her, that she uh, she, tr- she tries. When I was a kid, she tried hard. Um, so we're going back even earlier. Uh, oh and this was in the age of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I was big into the action figures. So I had tons and tons of those. And they did so many of the Ninja Turtle figures. like, And they were awesome figures. Well, they were uh, hard to get before they really branched out, weren't they? Because yeah. they were so popular. Now they're yeah. hard to enjoy. Yeah. Well, she got me what might've been the rarest one they ever did. And that this is what the worst gift is. Uh Oh, rare for the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the, one of the things she did that, that made it be one of the worst things is she put it in a giant box. And I mean, a giant, giant oh, no. box. Oh no. You're filled right. with packing peanuts. Like it was like that kind of joke thing. So you're digging through. Right. But when I got to it, it was April O'Neil. <laughs> As a young boy. Exactly. I, I could not care less. Do anything, <laughs> right? I was like, "How do I even play with April O'Neil in this thing?" Like, I'm fighting foot soldiers and Shredder and all these Bebop and Rocksteady. He's like, and then what? What am I just having them kidnap April? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Right. Like, she's not cool. She's a girl. She yes. probably got cooties, right? And I mean, this, I was young at this point too, so I was like, you had that mentality where, like, why would a boy even want to play with the other with April O'Neil? It doesn't make any sense. Like, at least with the Power Rangers, they could kick butt. April didn't do anything, but yeah, it was that, but it turns out like I, that was one of the most rare figures they even did because the market didn't want it really is really what it was. They made it, but people didn't want it. So they didn't make a ton of them, but yeah, that's the one that sticks out in my head as being one of the worst well, ones. Uh, and then the big box, you're thinking, oh man, I got like a new bike or something yes. cool like that. And it's like, nah, it's just this little it's thing. It's one action figure. <laughs> and it's not even somebody I want. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. I did the same thing you did. It's like, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She, an April figure. What's next? The Barbie doll, ma? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. basically. Um, <sighs> the last question comes in from Kyle the Pug to round out our Christmas present. The most unexpected Christmas present ever, Lucas. Yes. So uh, this was also easy because it was the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I liked it. Um, so the same gift giver, the mother-in-law, uh, I think this was two years ago um two christmases ago so i had made a list and she actually did you check added, it twice i did check it twice okay. <laughs> um i had added things mostly for my wife to my wife to get me uh not expecting her to even really check it because i've sent her my list before and then i just don't get anything from it which yeah. I don't know if it's like, I don't know what any of this stuff is, so I'm just not going to order it, which is not an excuse. It's an Amazon list. I didn't write it in crayon and then mail it to her. It's like the link is right there. You just click on it and press buy. Well, you did write down the link in crayon, so let's be fair. (laughs) That's true. www.amazon.com slash HTPIXZYYY12740 slash question mark. Yeah, the whole thing, dude. I did. And in crayon, it's hard to tell the difference between capital and lowercase. So, I mean, I don't blame her. She probably tried typing and couldn't get to the right one. That's true. That's a good point. Um, So, she had gotten me. I, I opened the present and I am delightfully surprised 
that she got me the webcam that I'm actually talking to oh. you through uh, when I asked for it to upgrade the, uh, I think it was the year just before we decided that we would go live in Flexipose mm-hmm. land. Uh, we, we were like, well, how, how are we going to go live if we don't have a way to yeah. <laughs> broadcast ourselves? So I asked for that for Christmas and I had gotten it. So it was very surprising because she is not a tech person. Uh, she probably did just see it and click on it. Yeah. Maybe she talked to my wife, my wife about it. Um, it's like, I can't not do it. It never now. gets old either. So <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't. It's weird um, if you don't do it really. Exactly. And that's why I have to. Um so yeah, it was very surprising and I was like so taken aback that I was like, oh, wh-, like I was so shocked. Uh, like I almost wanted to congratulate her for getting me something that I actually wanted. Like it sounds really awful of me, but there have been times where I have said if she wasn't going to get me anything that I needed, then why can't she just get me an Amazon gift card? Yeah. Like I know it sounds a holy to say, but it's like you spent money on something that I have no use for. Right. Just, just give me money if you don't want to shop for me. Sounds awful, but it's true. I'm sorry. Or a bobblehead. Or a bobblehead. So you can get four sets of tickets out of it. Yeah, that would. <laughs> that awesome would. That was a great deal. <clears throat> um. All right. Most unexpected. Okay. So I think this one. I think I have my answer here. So my wife's grandmother. My wife. She. Uh, <clears throat> This is going back a few years ago. So this is long after her grandfather had died. Uh, so the grandmother was living around, you know, alone for a couple of years and then moved in with her aunt and uncle. Um, but every Christmas was, you know, pre-COVID, a huge deal for her family. They'd always gather around on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. is a huge deal. Uh, like everyone was there, all the cousins, all the kids. It was a packed house. Um, mm-hmm. One year she decided that she was going to basically give everyone their inheritance early. Wow. She was like, well... I, you know, nobody knew this was coming. This was like, you know, my, my father-in-law is the one who kind of handles everything for, handled everything for uh, my grandmother then. Um, and he had said, you know, everyone come around, let's sit down. Like grandma wants to talk to everybody. And she kind of said that she's like, Hey, she's like, I, I have this. She's like, you don't need to take it. She's like, but if you want to, this is what I want to give to you. Cause I want to see you use it and enjoy it while I'm still around to see it. She's like, if you don't want to, that's fine. I think everyone took it. Cause the way she, she made a good argument to say, this is why I want you to have it now. Um, and she said, you know, when, when I die, don't expect anything more. Like, so that was a funny thing she said to tie it in. But what everyone ended up deciding to do with that was that's what how we were able to do one of the Disney trips. And uh, the whole family went. So it wasn't oh, just uh, – I mean, she didn't go because she doesn't – she at that point, she wasn't traveling. She didn't like flying or anything like that. But she got to see that all the grandkids and all, all the great-grandkids – all went to Disney together. And so they, we not only, you know, use the inheritance she saw, we enjoyed it. We all use it together as well in a big group effort too. So that was probably the most unexpected one. We're like, Oh my God, well, we, you know, this, here's your inheritance. Like what? And we, we all went out and it was 35 of us. I think it was. Whoa. All went to Disney at the same time <laughs> together. Goodness gracious. I hope you didn't all want to ride the same rides. Cause that. No, we kind of split into groups and we okay. ate, we ate meals together. So we would say, okay, we got reservations. We weren't even able to sit together when we did that, but we'd be at least be in the same restaurant and at the like the biggest tables possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd leave every morning and go to the same parks. But once we got to the parks, we kind of split into the smaller subgroups. But yeah, we'd still meet up and spend a lot of time together. And then at the night, at night, all the parents would have the older kids watch all the younger kids and get them in bed, and all the adults would go to the hotel bar and hang out and stuff. So 
Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a really good time. And I bet she really was happy that you guys were able to go do something together like that. Yeah. Cause I don't think it was, I don't think it's something like that's going to happen again. That was like a once in a lifetime that everyone was able to do it because of that. Otherwise yeah. you have to plan well in advance. Okay. Everyone, you know, you got all have different situations going on, but we want to plan on a trip trip this year. It's, it's hard on some folks. So. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Very cool. That, that was my most unexpected one. It so. warmed my heart is what it did. Good. I told you never to do that. I know. Cause you're a frosty jerk face. It's three sizes too small. If I warm it up now, it's just going to explode. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm just frozen. Frozen. Let it go. Mm. Let it go. Let, oh, that's not the, is that the cool song still? I mean, there's frozen too, but nobody ever sings. No, the frozen two songs stink except for lost in the woods. Lost, yeah. I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, it's been a week, so it's time for us to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. As I said, we're going to talk a lot about Cyberpunk. Um, I'm going to kick things off here with mine, and we're going to talk a little bit about the craziness that's happened here with cyberpunk and CD project red. Number one, Lucas refunds. I don't think I've ever seen this be offered. So first move was, uh, Sony pulled the game from the digital storefront. You cannot buy cyberpunk digitally on a Sony platform right now. Then they also offered refunds for everybody. Okay, cool. Then Microsoft loosened their refund policies. I believe it's still available in the store. They didn't pull it but they are allowing people to refund it. Best Buy. Now I worked for Best Buy for many a year are mm-hmm. offering refunds, even if it's open. open that yeah. was like the big no, no. Like you weren't allowed to do it if the game was open, no matter what, unless yeah. it didn't work and you could only exchange it for the same game. Um, but yeah, they're doing that uh, through mail or uh, through December 21st, which is tomorrow as we're recording this, but it includes the collector's edition and everything. Um, it's just completely insane and then cd project red has also promised to do refunds directly through them if you can't get your refund process somewhere else so that's kind of just the start of what happened as this went on now as that was going on and, and some people did take advantage of that we've i've seen the reports online people have done it and it's just crazy i don't ever remember a game being pulled from the storefront like this but after that um staff at cyberpunk 277 Studio CD Projekt Red asked tough questions of their leadership at an all-hands video meeting on Thursday. This is where things got really crazy. Um, the developers asked blunt questions about the company's reputation, the game's unrealistic deadlines, and relentless overtime in the months and years leading up to the game's December 10th release. Okay. Uh, relentless overtime. We were told as consumers that they had that crunch just for the last couple months. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was an extra day, but it was like a six-hour day or something like that. It wasn't like a full day. So this sounds like that wasn't the case. Uh-huh. Now, the game was originally supposed to launch in April. And they said they need to take more time to polish it up and get it a little bit better looking. Clearly, that's not actually the reason for the delay. Because if it's yeah. not even running on last-gen consoles and it's not running well on current-gen consoles, that can't be the case. Um it still appears unfinished, especially on PS4 and Xbox One, where it suffers from extremely poor graphics, lots of glitches, and frequent clash, uh, crashes. Sorry, um, but yeah, they just asked a lot of things here, like you know, the force overtime, the the working through things, the the giving them the deadlines that clearly weren't going to be met. Um, 
I loved the guy. I want somebody there. I, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but it was basically like, do you find it ironic that or hypocritical that we made a game about overbearing consumerism and corporate uh, whatever, and then we you're forcing us to do all this over time and force the game out when it's not ready and everything. Like, do you see a parallel there? Yeah. Maybe it, which, which I'm surprised that the company even allowed like that much of an open forum. Good. Like, for I know they're not a huge company, but that's rare that you could just be like, Hey, we're all on this call. Just speak your mind folks. Like, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the company's management apologized to players for the game's issues on console and said two large patches are planned for January and February. In addition to the first round of more minor updates, some of which we've already seen. I think there's been two minor ones that come out already. Yeah. Um, also promised a next gen version of cyberpunk 2077 for PS five and Xbox series uh, X and S along with DLC and a multiplayer mode still planned for the future. Wondering how far out that is now, because if they have to fix it on to even run, I'm not sure how we're getting the next gen visuals and stuff soon. And what I don't understand is I don't understand. Okay. I get that the PS four and the Xbox one versions Mm -hmm. might not run very well, might have some weren't shown as much love, but then you don't even have the next gen console versions. Nope. So like, I know they said they may have focused on PC too much, but wh- what? How did you only focus on one version of the game? <laughs> Why yep. would you promise it runs on everything if you couldn't even deliver on any of them, really? Yeah, because PC still has its own share of problems as well. It's right, not right. Perfect over here. So, like, I don't under. I had said they should have just cut out the old gen, like yep. the current. Well what would have what was the current gen and yeah. just focused on PS5 and Xbox Series X and just yeah. call it an X gen game because clearly that's what it what it needs to be. be. Yeah. Yes. And if they if they had done that and the game ran well, not that these consoles need help selling because you can't really get your hands on them anyway, but that is a that would be a console selling game. That would move units. It would make more sense to do that. Like yes, people with the old consoles can't play it. Well oh well. Buy a new console. Like that's that that's what the companies want. Yeah. Is those those games to get people to go on an upgrade. Like they all do. Like Microsoft wanted Halo to come out. Believe me. E- yes, even if it ran on the old consoles, they know darn well it was going to help move new consoles more than anything. Because like, yeah, it'll play on the Xbox One, but it plays way better on the Xbox Series. Okay, well I'm going to get the better version of it. Like that that's a motivator for a lot of gamers. Now with this one, it's like okay, it didn't even launch with a version that would play on next gen. Uh, like, yeah, it's the backwards compatibility, but along with that comes all these issues. Like, yeah, the load times might be a little bit quicker, but everything else is still jacked up. But the, uh, so the, the, the six day weeks, as we talked about earlier, uh, policy was being extended after the game's last and final delay. That's when they started doing it. According to Bloomberg, though, however, some departments of the studio began crunching to ship the game long before then. So, yeah, as mm-hmm. the statement said ahead of time, it didn't seem to be completely honest. We haven't been hearing this whole story uh kind of for a long period of time and i mean this this is an unprecedented thing and i I don't want to like like i said i really want to love this game and i want to be able to play it and and enjoy this game but this seems like they've been pulling the wool over our eyes for a long long time at this point yeah i mean cdpr has had a really good reputation after the witcher was well i know that launched a little bit rough too nowhere near this no no it took a while maybe six months afterward it was pretty much the way that we see it now to be expected sometimes with these huge open yeah. world games, Ubisoft does it too. Um, but they have such goodwill from 
all of like their kind of build up to an, an amazing game like The Witcher 3 that I don't think anybody really expected this from them, but it does seem like they've had PR management kind of just putting out fires and sort of trying to keep everything under wraps. Like it makes me think of the, the, the image of that like dog guy sitting at the table, drinking coffee and his house is on fire all around. This is fine. (laughs) That's gotta be what happened for the, like the last year with them. I mean, how do you have a game that's been in development for so long and it looks like this, that's a joke. And you had people crunching, like that's not acceptable. There's something wrong in here somewhere. And I mean, I don't know, like somebody's got to get to the bottom of this because this is bad. Yeah. The, the company's founder said in January, when they first announced the delay, we are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. And that's why they started the delays that rolled out. The one of the people on the call said, if the game was complete and playable, why they said that when it wasn't the case with the board responding that it would take responsibility but what the heck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. See, the thing about being on a board is that that's not one person and the internet doesn't care about the no. board. And who cares what the responsibility is? Like you, you still released a game that wasn't ready for public consumption and right. like, yeah, you're offering refunds, which is in goodwill, but it's like, I don't know how you do something like this. Like it, so you Bioware is the next thing people are comparing this to like the Bioware mass effect Andromeda thing and Anthem and yeah. this and that. It's like, once again, like these things are being painted as stuff that isn't there. My only defense of Bioware here is Andromeda and Anthem, they both played. They weren't good games, in my opinion, but they worked. Like, yeah. This yeah. isn't even working unless you're playing on a PC, like for most people. Andromeda was buggy, but in a hilarious way, not in a like. It didn't break, break the game. Right. If or, things glitch or bug out, I'm fine. It's as long as I can keep playing. Yeah, right. I'll just not look at the horrible mess of like textures and modeling. Yeah. We see that in NBA in the the two K games. It happens a lot too. Or MLB the Show. You'll see like the modeling just goes haywire, and you get those weird things. The wrestling games did that too with the last one that came out. Like we saw those things there. Those things I expect, and that's normal. And I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, stop making games. Who are you? But dude, I don't know. It's just well, and like Ubisoft has, for instance, has so many production uh, companies under them or teams, I guess. Yeah them that they can push out games much faster than yes. cd project red and so they're more of a rock star in the mm-hmm. sense that they take years to produce a game and now be- i think because of how long it's going to take for their next game to come out and they're going to be working on this one for what <laughs> the next <laughs> future, uh it probably you know people joke it'll be 2077 before this game is playable yeah. but um they've lost a lot of goodwill yeah. i think and it's going to hurt them because they can't just have that next smaller release that is going to bridge the gap. It's whatever they're going to come out with next is going to be uh, really hard for people to sign up for and yeah. pre-order. They're not going to have their money made back by pre-orders on their next game. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even, you know, reach for the stars for the next game. It's yeah. probably going to be something a lot less um i don't know uh ambitious ambitious yes thank you it's going to be something probably uh based off from what they've already made and gwent not- gwent 2 is me the card game which <laughs> oh, i hope um 
Yeah, where's Gwent in Cyberpunk? I don't know if there is. There might be. There might be. I don't know. There might be something. Probably haven't got that far. But yeah, they. I mean, it's going to be rough for them. They've really screwed themselves on this one. For sure. But that's all I got. What you got? Uh, let's talk about... This is kind of interesting to me. So um, there's this game called Devotion. And I remember talking or reading about this game before because it got in some hot water. But let's start at the top here. So there's a cult horror title from Taiwanese developer Red Candle Games, uh, which was going to be re-released on good old games after being unavailable anywhere else for nearly two years. Uh, A few hours after this announcement was made by, uh, uh, yeah, GOG. Sorry, for a second, I forget what that actually stands for because I'm so used to calling it GOG or GOG that I'm like, is it good old games? Um, which is owned by CD Projekt. Yep. Uh, not the people who make the games, but a part of that company mm-hmm. that specifically for their uh, uh, storefront. They unceremoniously dumped the game in a tweet in which it read earlier today, it was announced that the game devotion is coming to GOG after receiving many messages from gamers. We have decided not to list the game in our store. Kind of a weird, just okay. Like what's the, what's your, yeah. What's the reason proof? Show me the proof. Uh, so the original controversy over the game was largely fueled by users on the Chinese social platform. Weibo. I suppose is how you would pronounce that. Although it looks like weeaboo sort of Um, some conspiracists seem to think that the Chinese communist party is involved, but as the monster hunter movie recently showed, there is a large and vociferous. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard of that word. Oh, what vocal, I guess you could say I get. Yeah. Chinese audience ready to jump on anything perceived as anti-China without prompting. So the game's developer, Red Candle Games, has now responded to this latest setback by saying, though regretful, we but though regretful, but we are willing to understand and respect Gog's decision, reads the statement. For the players looking forward to Devotion's re-release, please accept our most sincere apology. This is a difficult predicament to overcome, but we won't stop striving so why is it having so much issue well the joke that caused such offense is no longer even in the game and hasn't been for years the original issue was that something that one of the um people working on the game had put in had to deal with the whole uh winnie the pooh thing oh yeah yeah So that was the original story was there was a reference to a Chinese uh, um, um, government official who hates the fact that he's compared to Winnie the Pooh and it is no longer in the game and hasn't been for years. The pursuit of devotion and its developers in this way is no longer about the game's content. It's just about stopping it being sold anywhere because it once had something in, in it that the Chinese audience didn't like. Um, but you can, you can buy it. So I was confused. I thought, okay, can you not get this game anywhere? Yeah. It is available on steam. So you oh, can okay. there if you want to support the developer, but it's not available anywhere else. Like most games would usually release on multiple, multiple platforms. Um, yeah, 
I mean, I, I've kind of seen the story pop up here and there and I followed like, they're just having a tough time getting it anywhere else. Steam is, I guess, the only place that they've been able to sell the game, which nothing like that was my question the whole time is what's wrong with it? Why are they having such an issue? Apparently it's just that the Chinese audience doesn't want it sold anywhere. What's questionable is why is GOG, why, like, why would they care about what the Chinese audience thinks? Right. So what? People have, people had problems with the game Hatred coming out because you could kill innocent bystanders. They still released the game, even though people were upset. So what is the deal that this is having so much issue getting on any other store front? Is it on Steam? Well, I, apparently, according to this article, I did not fact check that. Um, however, so if maybe I see, I see detention is a, on Steam, which is a different one of their games. Oh, maybe it was a typo. But I also see devotion was listed and then removed. That it was an old game. Oh, sorry, I did miss. I misspoke. Excuse me. Good thing I noticed. You're right. It's detention. I I miss. I mean. Unfortunately, devotion and detention have many of the same <laughs> letters. Yes. You can read the wrong way. But yes, detention was a game that they made, and you can support them by buying that. Devotion is the game they're trying to release now. So, yes, excuse me, backtrack. It cannot be purchased anywhere. So, it's even, it is as bad as I thought it was. It's just crazy, man. I just want to see now I actually want to play this game. <laughs> like, I mean, it's one of the first person horror games made yeah. in probably so there are plenty of them but yeah. it does have the you know the influence that you you don't get from western developed horror games yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy there's nothing wrong with the game people just don't want to like it because well the well, chinese china doesn't want to like it but why like that's a lot of people though. there's a lot of games that don't go out in china anyway but that doesn't affect anybody else from not being able to get it. Like, that doesn't make sense to me like you look at nintendo just broke into china within what the last two years yeah. So you couldn't play Mario either, but that didn't stop us from doing it. Like, it seems yeah. really weird. Good point. I mean, they still have, like, I guess they haven't tried the Epic Game Store, for instance. So they have some other routes. Itchy.io. Itchio. I was say, though, but Epic is owned a lot by a lot of Tencent has the stock oh, in yeah. Epic. Yep. So I don't know if they're going to get that either. But God, could you imagine making a game to completion and then not being able to sell it anywhere for two years? The crazy thing is, too, is like looking, it has a Metacritic score and it's like 86. It must have been up for some amount of time. Yeah, it must have been up for a little bit of time. But yeah, like Metacritic has a score of 86 on this thing. IGN reviewed it. Like, not even, it's not like something that's not worth bringing out. It's like, oh, terrible. Who cares? But think of all the crap games we do get. And then, you know, such a weird, weird story. And again, uh, this has been going on for quite some time. So it's like that game that keeps popping up and, and, little bits of story keep coming out and while not a triple a release it, it's still interesting for those people who just want to kind of hop in make a game and then sell it yeah it, you never know what's going to happen that would keep you from doing that crazy speaking of crazy i enjoy these kinds of stories here lucas when talking about next is when people get their hands on old dev kits for like consoles yeah. you see people get like the prototype sony or nintendo playstation stuff like that well Someone found a new game, an unreleased slash unannounced even Simpsons game was found in an old Dreamcast dev kit of all things. Wow. 
So this was it popped up on on Reddit and of course online, of course. But there was a, an incomplete and odd Simpsons game, which was never publicly announced or revealed. Um, they also uploaded some of the files there, so you could actually watch some of it. But it's called the Simpsons Bug Squad. Yeah, I watched some of the the video of this. Yeah, so it's it's more like a prototype tech demo featuring cel shaded uh, recreations of the Simpsons home and some characters from the show, like Homer and so on and so forth. What's weird is that the Bug Squad you actually play as the Bug, uh, which wasn't really a character in Simpsons, but um, players would explore the house and you know try and be not killed by the Simpsons. It sounds like a game that would come out now for like five dollars on the Steam Store, <laughs> right? Uh, it looks surprisingly good. Uh, it kind of reminds me of when in the actual Simpsons, when they go, I think it was Homer goes into like the third dimension and then yes. the real world. And yeah. that kind of what he looked like is what's in here. Just a more simplified. Yeah. Version of it. But like you can, you can watch the, if you guys look it up, just the Simpsons bug squad, it doesn't look that bad for something like running on dreamcast. Like it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's older. Um, but it doesn't look super horrible. And I think that part that's just due to the animation style, like lends itself to that type of thing there. But yeah, yeah, it looks like potentially something very much like, uh, for anybody that knows like Chibi Robo, it's kind of has that scale to it where you're just a smaller character in a larger, you know, environment around there, but it looks decent enough. And I, I don't know, like you said, it appears to be more of like a tech demo, but typically studios wouldn't do a tech demo using licensed material. Yeah. So this had to have been planned to be something. Well, and this was around the time I feel like the Simpsons games, like they've been licensing Nintendo and stuff, but yeah, like once kind of the PS2 came around, they were hitting their stride. I think with the PlayStation, or yeah, with- yeah, that crazy taxi knockoff, hit and run, yeah, yeah. all those kind of stuff there too. Yeah, yep, yeah, definitely was. Yeah, like you said, has more work put into it than you would think a tech demo would have. Yeah, yeah so bizarre there's so many games like this i think that we never never see the light of day but i had just i had heard about a lego game that was before lego worlds that was supposed to be sort of like minecraft um it was on another podcast uh for the legos for lego itself and they were talking about basically they were in talks to do a minecraft lego game where you would have it would be that block style but you would have the legos as opposed to one by one blocks like you do in minecraft um Hmm. and that was something that never got off the ground either so it's like how many of these games were got to this point and then decide were canned or put on the 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 shelf of never going to get worked on again it's always cool to see these and this just in uh gog has pulled it from the store it will not be selling this game either (laughs) Well, I mean, it, it gets marks for not being a completed game, you know? I guess. The Chinese prime minister was also offended how he looks a little bit like Homer Simpson. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now the FBI is watching our podcast. Probably. We said the word China too much. <laughs> oh, well, more downloads, right? We'll count it. Yeah, we'll take it. yeah, for sure. We'll take that. That's all the news I got, Lucas. What else do you have tonight? Sure. I'll give you two um, quick hits. Uh, EA... So this kind of bummed me out. EA mm. Play addition to Game Pass for PC has been delayed to 2021. Uh, the Xbox Game Pass team has announced that EA Play, EA's game subscription service, won't be integrated into Game Pass for PC until 2021. They were originally supposed to merge sometime in December. December yeah. But, quote, unfortunately, what 
what had been a celebratory post is now one asking for a little more patience. We made the decision to delay until 2021 uh, the release of EA Play on PC as part of the Xbox Game Pass for PC and Ultimate m- memberships. There's no details on what caused the delay, but they need, quote, more time to provide the Xbox Game Pass experience, aka it's not working right on <laughs> computer. Well, and I think it doesn't help that they tried to, they're trying to make that new EA desktop yeah. app as opposed to what they had been using, which was Origin. Yeah. So that might be part of it too. Uh, but it is already available on Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S. So it's out there. It's just not for PC users, which, as this article states, is a bummer for anybody who took a $1 Game Pass Ultimate deal, hoping that it would be coming this month. Yeah, yeah. So a bummer. At least you got the Xbox. You can play now. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So I, and, I do find it funny that they talk about EA Play offers all the latest EA published games, such as Star Wars Squadrons, Jedi Fallen Order. I, I didn't think Squadrons was on there for I EA Play. That, no. And then it also mentions Apex Legends, which, folks, that's a free game. Play you, game. Don't, you don't need to. That's just that's just. They don't have much to talk about when it comes to EA. They don't have. I feel like they don't have a lot of huge games in the works yet. Do they? Like, what's their big next big title? Exactly. I don't know. Lucas, you, you gotta don't stop believing. I will hold on to that feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll be able to play EA soon enough on your PC. And then but I probably I say you just play it on the Xbox, so it doesn't you're fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Exactly. Uh I won't worry. I'll be happy. <laughs> Always find a way to fit it in. Hey, That's what she said. Uh, there it is. And for those of you out there playing in PC land, hoping you know, I don't know. At this point, I think you have to make a ritual sacrifice to the, the PC gods themselves to get one of those unicorn cards, the RTX 30 series that we had mentioned, I believe last week when I had talked about a program, well, a, a Twitch channel that will watch the storefront for you. Yeah, for yeah. It's available. I mean, we're, we're getting into serious desperation these days. <laughs> Well, I don't want to get too much in the nitty gritty of this because it's kind of, it's very business speak, but basically all you need to know is it seems that NVIDIA has signed a a multi-million dollar deal with Samsung, who is currently making some of their, some of the RTX 30 series cards um, in what we, what, why we don't really know. But it's clear they'll be making more video cards. It's just not clear if they will be more of the same, if they're kind of going to come out with. Because I'm not very much Team Green. I'm not very a big NVIDIA guy. I don't really like their business practices. And they come out with so many darn cards. They come yeah. out with the regular cards, then the TIs, then the Supers, and then they have some like budget version. Um so it's not really clear exactly what they're going to do, but either way, it will ramp up production of some cards uh, that will hopefully, uh, we won't see the benefits of that right away, but hopefully in the early quarter one of 2021, yeah. it will make it easier for these uh, for people who are hoping to upgrade their computers to get their hands on these graphics cards. One of the points they bring up in the article, though, is that it could be for mobile cards that will be set to hit the um, um, laptop. Yeah. So that could be 
that might not really help anybody if that's the case. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, part of it could be that. I don't think a bulk of it's going to be that, though, because I still don't think... I mean, there, there are certainly gaming laptops. I don't think that marketplace is worth the extra investment right now when they have people literally trying to hand them money for the desktop portion. Version, right, yeah. I mean, and you'd got to th- you'd have to think that NVIDIA recognizes they have an issue and yeah. that they need to ramp up their production to get i mean that's lost money for all for i mean obviously it's lost money if you have to sign a multi-million dollar deal but they're going to be able to make that all back if they can get those cards on the shelves with any anytime soon because at some point people are just going to like spend the money that they had saved for that on something else like a console if anybody can get their hands on that but um the the interesting point here i suppose is that nvidia is able to throw more money at samsung while amd might be in trouble with their supply because they're they're not really any better when it comes to get your hands on what they they call big navi for whatever reason the weird ampere admittedly is a slightly better term for that chip that they use in those cards than big Navi. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, they may be in trouble if they can bring those cards to market and then have a bunch of team red people be like, well, it's better than not Nothing. having video cards. So I don't know. Keep your eyes peeled for, for the first three months of 2021 and maybe we'll get some stock on these shelves. Hey, Cal, I'll get to building them. Start assembling them. Yeah, no kidding, Mr. Samsung. Let's yeah. go. You ink the deal, Cal. We'll get to work. What are you doing out in Colorado? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why he's in Colorado. Oh. He's the inside man, and he's like, my future is set. Yep. He brought the kids, making them assemble them. He's got a whole bunch of little tiny screwdrivers out and just <laughs> cranking it. He calls them his elves, and he, <laughs> it's just, it's really depressing. This poor kids. Well, speaking of. Callow, we do have to thank our amazing folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG, especially Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Hammond, Paul Calico, Mike Massick, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fahaba, Rob Emanuel, Rude Days 93, Grouchy Surge, and Ben Moxham. Thank you all for your support. And if you want to support the entire Play Some Video Games Podcast Network, again, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. Lucas, I think it's time to wrap things up. What do you say? Uh, wrap it up and put a bow on it. All right, let's do it. Don't Where can people find? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you have to say that. Don't open till Christmas. Don't open till Christmas. Santa's watching. Oh, I gotta go hide the elves again. After, I, after I'm done with this, I gotta go move the elves. I'm so glad we don't do that yet. I'm so glad we don't do that yet either. It's fun for like a year, and then you just do run out of ideas, and you're, then you're like, oh, I gotta do the elf thing again. It's always after I get in bed and I realize I didn't move them, like, oh, I gotta get up. Anyway, <laughs> Lucas, where can people find you and connect with you on the interwebs? Yeah, I'm still at heavy metal underscore riff on all of most of the things, all of the things. Um, I'm do a podcast with my friend Jason, the eggnog man, who uh, we talk about silly things in our lives. Uh, that's always fun. Flux to post. And uh, other than that, I'm I'm floating around the Discord like the ghosts of all three Christmases, past, present, and future. Rattling them chains, baby! Well, you can follow me if you want, at PSVG Kevin on all of the things. Uh, head on over to the website, psvg.blog, to find links to all the other amazing stuff we do, as well as the Discord link to come join us and the Patreon if you'd wish. 
Um, other than that, I just want to say everybody happy holidays. I hope you have some time to relax, unwind, and kick uh, the end of 2020 out the window and hopefully have some good time. Oh, no kidding. That thing, is, we're just crawling to the finish line on this one. It's true. It's true. It's bad. Um, and, you know, a special, we're thinking of you to some of our friends. Uh, you know who you are. We're not going to bring Absolutely. it up here, but uh, we're thinking of you and things will get better. I promise. I hope. But thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. But most importantly, as always, we ask that you never stop signing multi-million deals with Samsung. The children have such small hands. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.